Hello and welcome to The Dirt, a bite-sized loam podcast where we answer some of the burning questions that we get on a daily basis from grain growers about how to improve soil health and why soil carbon is such an important part of your soil. I'm Dan Reid, Grower Comms and Extension Manager at Loam. The purpose of this podcast is to answer the common questions that we get when we talk to farmers. Please give us a follow on socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn and send any questions through and we'll do our best to answer them in the next show. As always, Loam recommends you getting advice from your own agronomists and financial advisors. So I'm here with Stuart McDonald out at his farm at Canoundra and we're going to talk about a few things today. Why did he decide to go into a carbon project with Loam? What does building soil health mean to him? Many growers talk about carbon projects as enterprise stacking. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? And what would you say to a farmer who wants to know more about carbon? So, g'day, Stuart. G'day, Dan. Welcome. Welcome to Canada. A nice hot day to come and see what's going on. Beautiful hot day. Um, yeah, so thanks. Could you tell us a little bit about your uh, yeah your farming operation here? Yeah, sure. We're uh, we're farming just to the north of Canoundra, uh, about 15 k's to the north of Canoundra uh, on 1,400 hectares, uh, where we're cropping and uh, cropping about a thousand of those hectares and running uh, merino sheep and cattle on uh, the remainder. And my, doing that with my wife and three kids. Beautiful. And um, the harvest it was a long protracted one, I think. How, how and did it go? It was another one. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the last two have been like this one was. So uh, we're—I don't want to say getting used to it, but it was—it uh, wasn't a surprise to us this year. But it was, yeah, torturous. Unfortunately, no worries. Um, so yeah, well, why did you decide to go on a carbon project with Lowe? Uh I think I was first interested in carbon when I started looking at uh, soil health as a benefit to my farming enterprise through. Um, my Nuffield Scholarship that I did in 2018. Um, so I travelled around the world and saw um, how people were incorporating livestock into cropping systems. And uh, generally in Australia, we think about that in a in a frame of uh, we can increase our returns and, and generate more profit um, by putting livestock into cropping systems. But around the world, it was um, majority of it was uh, being done for soil health reasons. Uh, and carbon is a big part of that. So, um, if we can improve our soils, uh, and you know, improving it by by in- increasing the amount of water that we can infiltrate and retain and um, make available to plants, and also to uh, have more fertile soil, then uh, any technique that can do that, I was I was up for trying to chase, and I hadn't really been focusing on those prior to those travels. So. Coming home from that um, from that experience, I was we were doing a, a trial on the farm, a farming systems trial with uh, the DPI at the time, and uh, met Guy Webb through that and Mick Wettenhall, and yeah, it sort of flowed from there about the opportunities. Yeah, so soil health obviously been a big focus. Then have you noticed? I know we've just talked about a couple of wet years, but um, yeah, what have you noticed? I guess at your farm. Um, with what the, some of the practices you've, you've sort of put in place? Yeah, I, I, we're really at the early stages still. We're um, probably, this is our third season of zero tilt. So um, coming from a very conventional uh, one pass uh, sort of minimum till operation um, prior to that. And we're, we're not burning any stubbles, which is 
a big change around here. It's really easy to do in the drought years, which was uh, when we started, but uh, the last couple of years, like you say, have been wet and uh, we've had some big bulky residue loads to, to manage and uh, livestock have helped there, but we've uh, largely relied on our zero-till system to, to, to plant through that and we've had to learn a few different techniques to try and make that work uh, regularly, but uh, I think we're getting getting the hang of it and I think it's uh, it's still a work in progress to say you know where our soils are healthier but uh, certainly this year with another thousand mils of rain uh, under the belt and, and following a year that we'd had a similar amount we um, saw a lot of water leaving the farm which generally I haven't hadn't seen much in my farming career and um, it was uh, pleasing with the zero till that we when we did have water rushing over areas of the paddock that really didn't move a lot of the paddock. Um, we still had some sort of uh, areas that had concentrated water that did move, but it was only in the top inch of the soil as opposed to full depth of uh, cultivation, which was pleasing. Yeah. Mm. So the so the lime team have been out um, soil core testing, I believe, this, this week. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, so... Are you, are you really excited to see what those, how those levels are going to come back, and then and see? see what It'll be interesting. Like. Yeah, I think um, our our carbon levels um, from our own soil tests have, have indicated we're, we're fairly low, and our cropping country more so than our pasture country, which to me uh, really means that um, we've we've done that. Um, our management has has been able to reduce the level of carbon in the soil, uh, and basically then. In my simple mind, that means that through management, we should be able to reverse it. So the, the key is trying to be productive along the way uh, and be profitable. But um, essentially, it's a, it's a game of learning a, learning a new technique of growing crops and, and having good production levels with um, the ability to improve carbon levels. And that's where I get the low microbial fungi comes in there. Um, that's that's um, going to be a big part of, of building that soil carbon. Yeah, really, really interested to see how that works. That's um, it sounds uh, almost too good to be true a bit. You know, you just coat the coat your seed with this product and uh, grow your crop, and uh, your carbon levels are going to rise as a result of that. And really happy to to think that'll be the case uh, under our system. As I said, we're really coming from a full conventional system. We've moved to zero till. We're retaining stubbles. We're in, we do have livestock um, actioning our paddocks, getting grazing off them. And uh, other than that, though, we haven't really changed our system to anything too uh, too majorly different from conventional. So, you know, still using high rates of fertilizer, still using the herbicides we need to get clean crops. Um, so we're still disturbing the soil quite a lot. Uh, and it'd be really interesting to see how the lime products fit into that system. I aspire to becoming more biological and uh, re- relying less on inputs, but uh, until I can get to that point with, uh, without too much economic pain, I'm not going to uh, jump there. But, yeah, I think from the work that has been done so far and the way I've had it explained to me, it seems to be a, an easy add-on. Yeah, well, it's now that we're, we're entering... Um, the market, the Australian market this year, then hopefully we can start see as we get some more growers on board, we can really see those results um, at full noise out mm. in the field. Yeah, many growers talk about carbon projects as enterprise stacking. Um, yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's com- it's a complementary business to what we're doing, basically. And I see it as uh, 
not impinging on how we grow our crops at the moment. Um, we're, we're aiming to go this way anyway uh, to improve our soil health, create, a, create an environment in our soil that uh, allows it to function more fully. Um, so adding this product is complementary to that and uh, it should, if, if any change occurs, it should only be a positive change. So uh, it really sounds very complementary to what we're doing and it's just it adds on top of what we're currently trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard different growers and um, some of our, our carbon agronomists talk about it as they, you know, you're building a, a second crop and, um, beneath the ground that you don't have to cash in as well. You can, you can just bank um, and bank those any any um, credits or anything that's that's gained there, but also um, you're getting the benefits from that soil and it's remaining on farm, and it can be even a, a hedge against frost, things like that. Absolutely, um, yeah. it doesn't affect beneath the ground. So, no, yeah. very very exciting. Um, and just last of all, um, what would you say to a farmer? Like, there's a there can be a little bit of I guess negativity sometimes against the words like carbon farming. What would you say to a farmer who wants to who wants to learn more or wants to um, yeah, find out if it's suited to their farm? I think it's, uh, it's a matter of just exploring uh, the opportunities that present and, and the people that present them. And there are, are different organisations doing uh, carbon, carbon market, uh, carbon access to the market. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's just a bit, a bit of due diligence on each person to, to be comfortable with what you're being offered. Um, I think... I've looked at this system, and as I said, it, it seems to be a complementary uh, addition to our program. Not not anything that we really have to change our management majorly to to try and incorporate. So uh, I think I've I've looked at it, and I can't really advise others as to how they should really come into it. But I, I've I've basically looked at it and said, well, where are the downsides for my business in being involved? Uh, and basically, it, it fits into exactly what we're trying to do anyway. Uh, so. I see only positive benefits for it. Uh, there is um, the, I suppose a lot of people say we, uh, that selling carbon is a is a is is a bit of an unknown, but I don't know that that's uh, uh, necessarily the thing that should stop you putting your toe in the water. Uh, sure, you don't want to maybe do the whole farm, but um, and and the length of contract maybe uh, something you need to consider and weigh up for generations if you like if it's if it's going to be a, a long term project. But I think uh, weighing up the downsides and looking at the upsides and coming up with your own um, own judgment on that it's uh, it's really it isn't easy. I, I'd like to say I could refer you to uh, different people that have done this and it's worked beautifully, but it is very emerging and uh, it's uh, yeah just trying to be. As informed as you can, and and uh, make a make a balanced decision. Yeah, now especially in the cropping space, I think you know that's um, it, it. It is really new, like it's been done in pastures and pasture full pasture systems for a while. But yeah, it's a new space, so it's it's all about just gathering information and finding out what's best for your farm. So thanks for that, Stuart. Appreciate you having a talk today, and glad to have you on board. And um, looking forward to seeing how Loan can help uh, can partner with you and. and help get good results here on farm. Thanks, Dan. So please hit subscribe to this podcast if you found today's episode useful for yourself or for someone else. Send it on to them. Thanks for listening and have a great day.